0: Anything much has changed recently. I think she's realized that for every mistake Ethan fixes, there are 20 fresh ones just waiting to pop out. Today is a perfect example of this. I'm used to finding pictures of unappetizing body parts taped to random places in our home. This is, however, the first time the refrigerator has gone missing. I need to eat, I repeat more insistently this time. You have to help me find the refrigerator! This time, there's a vague rustle from the second floor, and then a soft padding on the stairs. A moment later, my brother comes into view, and without a word, brushes past me and opens the side door. Hello, Rain, he says simply, his eyes fixed on a distant point. I put it in the backyard. Then, Without further explanation, he turns around and moves to leave the room. Just a second, I say, holding out my hand. I'm careful that my fingers do not touch him. No one touches Ethan without warning, not even me. Can you tell me why you moved the fridge outside? The truth is, at that moment, I'm too hungry to care about the answer. I'm just hoping the food in the fridge hasn't spoiled because I really want a turkey sandwich. It's been an exciting day and I need a healthy dose of tryptophan to de stress. But this is a teaching opportunity, according to my mother, and from force of habit, I need to get an explanation for this millionth bit of strangeness from my twin brother. It was making noise, he states his eyes still fixed on some point far behind me. The sound was bothering me. Ethan, I say. I still call him by the name I used when we were toddlers together. I've long outgrown that speech impediment, but he never outgrew his sister's baby voice. I can never call him by his real name. Ethan, I say again, louder, hoping he will take the cue and look at me. It works this time. He starts suddenly, as if remembering an old lesson, and abruptly raises his eyes. Thank you. I smile. More for me than for him. Why didn't you just unplug the fridge? Why drag it to the yard? I don't bother asking why the noise bothered him so much that he felt the need to throw the refrigerator out of the house. That is Ethan's number one rule. He gets overstimulated by loud noises, crowds, and strong smells. But asking why those things bother him would be like asking someone why the sound of nails on a chalkboard or a baby shrieking is disconcerting. If I left it in the house, it would leak all over the floor when the food in the freezer melted, he tells me. Oh, it's hard to argue with that logic. (laughs) And the guts hologram? He shrugs. There's no more space in my room. Well, you could always take down the eyeball dissection diagram, I suggest, as I step out into the backyard to rescue my thawing lunch. That poster really freaks me out. He doesn't reply. When I return to the kitchen, he's standing in front of the hologram, completely engrossed. Would you like me to make you something? I pull out the hospital antiseptic and roll up my sleeves. My skin stings as I rub the soapy sponge over my palms. Have you had your lunch yet? I persist when he doesn't respond. It's a silly question, and I know it. Ethan has lunch every day at 12.15. I prepare it for him and leave it on the counter before I go to school. He has dinner at 6.15. He's shockingly flexible about the contents of the meal, as long as I've performed the surgical hand scrub and then cooked every item from scratch. But he's not flexible about time. It's now three o'clock in the afternoon. Eating a meal at three o'clock would be madness, plain and simple. But I ask the question anyway, because sometimes I say stuff just for the hell of it, to fake normal conversation. He doesn't call me on it, doesn't even notice I've asked a silly question. It's three o'clock, he tells me simply, as if I'm new to his routine. Dinner is at 6.15. I know it is, I say indulgently.